What is up, y'all? Welcome to Culture. We are going live in a bit, just waiting for Brian to get in here. We're going to be talking wrestling tonight with my good friend. Dynamite just wrapped up. Brian is on his way. Thank you so much for hopping in the room. Of course, we will be taking your calls. We're going to talk a bit first, but we will be taking your calls after that. So hang in there. We will be taking some calls. Brian's on his way, but thank you all so much for joining me tonight on Culture. Hope you had a good time watching Dynamite. Hope you had a good time watching wrestling. But if you didn't, if you want to talk about anything else, feel free to do so. We got Brian on the line. Brian can handle calls about anything. You know on Street Fight, they will talk about any damn thing. He's an expert at it. So please, please, please feel free to call in, talk about whatever you like to talk about. We are going to go live in a little bit. Just waiting for Brian to get in here, get in the room. But thank you all so much for joining me tonight on Culture. Much appreciated. Thank you so much for all your support of the show. I've had a great time doing it. And we're just waiting for Brian to get in. But I'm excited to talk to you. Excited to get your calls in. Are you excited for Revolution? Because I am. Like, I've never been excited for a wrestling pay-per-view. Like, I never thought I would be excited for an American wrestling pay-per-view show. I'm just looking at the show and I'm like, damn, I want to see these matches. These matches look good as hell. I'm very excited for this show. Very, very excited. Just so please, I want to hear from you. If you're looking forward to the pay-per-view, are you going to chip in with your friends? Are you going to pirate it after the fact? Let me know. Are you going to watch it live? Are you are you excited enough to put down your fifty nine ninety nine or whatever it is? And actually check out the show live. I'm ex- I think I'll be watching it live. I think I'll check it out live. Maybe we'll do a call in or something for it. Maybe maybe something. Because I'm excited. I'm getting excited about wrestling again. I'm excited for this show. I'm excited for this pay per view. I want to hear your picks, your thoughts. I'm gonna pick Brian's brain as soon as he gets on. Just waiting for him to get on the line. He says he's on his way. You know, with these street fight guys, we did a tour with them. We did a tour with them and. It was all. It was constant diva shit like this. Constant diva shit. We had to. We were constantly have to wait for them. They wouldn't go on stage unless they had, like, all their rider taken care of. All the blue M and M's taken out of the fucking bowl. You know the drill, right? Rock, real rock star guys. You know. I I don't know where people from Ohio get that kind of attitude. I I, I honestly don't know. But we're waiting on Brian here. <laughs> I'm just joking though. Just joking. Actually, he's what. Brian and Brett, two of the sweetest men you'll ever meet. Absolutely love them. Adore them personally and professionally. Be sure to check out Street Fight. Street Fight Radio, if you do not. So many people wouldn't have shows if it wasn't for these dudes starting it way before anybody else. Absolutely love them. Great people. Always, I cannot say enough good things about them and uh, about Brett and Brian. Absolutely love both them. Wonderful people. And we're just waiting on uh, Brian to get on the line. And we're going to be talking AEW. We're going to talk the pay-per-view. We're going to talk. We can talk some of the rest. We're going to talk the big news, of course. Tony Khan buying ROH. I don't want to get too into it, but I really want to hear Brian's thoughts on Tony Khan buying ROH. I want to hear your thoughts as well. Because he's been he's been hyping this thing up. He's been hyping up this announcement of 
what's coming. Some people speculated, oh, it was going to be a streaming deal. Um, so, and, and especially in the last couple of days, people were like, oh, it's going to be a HBO Max deal for AEW. But a lot of people were speculating that it would have something to do with ROH. And Tony Khan, America's uh, bil- uh, billionaire pro wrestling fanboy, buys ROH. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Wait, I'll talk about it with Brian. I'll talk about it with Brian. I'm not sh- quite sure. Because this is a question that actually Jim Cornette posed that never had a good answer. And it was th- this. It's like, what do you get when you buy an independent wrestling company? And it's like a ring? I don't know. I'll t- I will get into it with Brian. We'll get... Obviously, ROH has a great tape library, but I'm not sure how valuable tape libraries are now for wrestling. I'm not. Sh- I'm honestly not sure because AEW doesn't even have its like tape library accessible. Like you can't. Like if you want to go back and watch Dynamite, you like are going on your DVR. <laughs> you're not. Uh, you're not on HBO Max. I, I was hoping it was the HBO Max deal. Actually, the HBO Max with ROH, which was one of the rumors that it was going to be. Oh, they're going to do an HBO Max deal, and it's going to be on, and they're getting the ROH tape library. But it, we just got the ROH news. I don't know why they aren't on HBO Max. It should be a vertical on there, right next to DC Comics, right next to Adult Swim. It should be like AEW Wrestling. It seems like a no-brainer uh, to me. But thank y'all all so much for tuning in to Culture. We'll get started on our main discussion when brian gets in but if you want to put in an early call feel free to do so right now the phone lines are open if you want to go ahead get your call in get the show rolling right now you can do feel free to do so hit open the lines are open and brian is going to be in in just a second he says he's on his way six minutes ago i guess that's what that was six ohio (laughs) minutes ago what what does on my way mean in different states? I feel like this this it, there is a regional difference because I was I had to tell my partner YB who's from New York from up, upstate New York you know that if I say it, I'll do it, it right in a minute that means between one and fifteen minutes in Louisiana in a minute is between one and fifteen minutes and a second is like one and five minutes. Just a second is five minutes. You get a five minutes in Louisiana. I feel like on the East Coast and the North, and maybe even on the West Coast, it's much less than that. Maybe in, in Ohio, it's closer to like 10 minutes. It's closer to 10 minutes. If you say, I'll be there in a minute. I'll, I'm on my way. I'll be right there. In Louisiana, I'll be right there is like seven minutes. <laughs> it's like seven minutes, maybe on the low side. We just do things a little bit slower there, a little bit differently, different speed. I guess they do so in Ohio. Let me see what's up with Brian. But if you want to get a call in, please feel free to do so. We'll talk. We can talk wrestling. We can talk anything else. We can talk Elden Ring. I've been playing Elden Ring nonstop for the past week. I just I can't get enough of this game. It's so good. It's so good. It's better than. I can imagine. We did a call in for Elden Ring a couple of nights ago, but for some reason, the audio recording got jacked up, so it's not on the, it's not on archive. But we had a good discussion about it, and 
it's just uh, absolutely the gameplay is just so phenomenal. It's so engrossing. It's so beautiful. It's so big. It's uh, like it just keep and you just keep discovering more and more stuff. It's a great adventure. I highly recommend it. It's, even if you've tried to play a front software game in the past and got your ass kicked and didn't dig it, you might want to try Elden Ring. It's probably the easiest one. I think it's easier than like Breath of the Wild, really to finish doing all those damn temples in breath of the wild that drove me i couldn't do breath of the wild elden ring i'm hooked i'm hooked in i'm committed i would highly recommend you try if you're a rpg fan at all check out even if you missed a generation or two if you haven't played since the ps3 days this is a good place to hop back on reminder phone lines are open this is culture with Leslie Lee the Third, we talk about video games, music, movies, wrestling, culture, anything you like. Though, feel free to call in at any time. And as a reminder, I am also the host of Struggle Session with my co-host Jack Allison. I guess we're the exclusive home of Jack Allison now on uh, Struggle Sessions. The only place you can hear Jack Allison now. Patreon.com slash Struggle Session or Sesh.plus. We really appreciate your subscriptions and your support. We've got some great episodes coming up. We did a great episode on Elden Ring that was archived, thankfully. Uh, We also have, we're going to do an episode, of course, on the Batman. The Batman episode is coming probably Sunday. Sunday. Jack's going to see it Saturday. I'm actually going to see it tomorrow. I'm actually going to go ahead and see the Batman tomorrow for work, for work. I'm not super into it, actually. I'm not super excited to see it, but I am going to go see it for work. I swear to God, if I if if it wasn't for work, I might I would probably be waiting a, a bit. I because I'm not I haven't heard any good reviews for people I actually trust yet. Not yet, at least. But it looks like we have a caller on the line. Experian, what's up? How's it going? Go ahead and unmute yourself down there at the bottom of the screen whenever you're ready. Oh, oh wait, and... okay. I'm here. Right. Hey, how's it going? Good, how's it going? So, um, what do you think? I was going to call in and ask what you think they're going to do with uh, with the Adam Adam Cole and uh, the. I guess do you think they're going to run back the uh, undisputed era, all the gold. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I think Brian, Brian, can you hear me? Are you ready, Brian? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, Brian hear. is here. Can, uh, Experian, can you hear Brian? Yes. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, we're going to answer that question and start the show. Let me. We'll go ahead. Just hold on for your question, just a second, Experian, while I introduce my guest of Street Fight Radio. Murder, Brian, how's it going? Great, how are you? It's a go-home show. I was very excited. I, I thought it was a very good wrestling show tonight. Oh, I am so ha- excited to talk to you. And I, I'm sharing, I want to share with the listeners at home. You look amazing. you got these new glasses. They're so fucking cool looking. You look like the coolest dude right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> People don't, are well, not going to believe me, but you're dripping right now. Well, thank you. I, 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 people say that I picked good glasses. 
for sure. They're very good. And experience. So let's get to your question right now. Experience. You just asked us, do we think they're going to run it back with the undisputed era winning all the gold in AEW like they did in NXT? And uh, did they do it in ROH or did, what did, I feel like the, the Adam Cole have an all belt run, maybe not with Red Dragon, but he had with, brought with the kingdom. Okay. With the kingdom. Maybe. Yes, yes, yes. So, Hmm. I personally, I don't see it. I don't see AEW going in the all belt direction with any one faction. I don't see any one faction doing it right now. Yeah, it was it was something that my friend brought up earlier when we were watching, and I was like, I, I really don't see him pulling the belt off Hangman yet, especially. I uh, mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I really think that like. People are because this. I think that this being a triple threat tells you what is going to happen here, and and what I think is like it makes perfect sense to to have the Red Dragon or the Bucks screw each other, and for Jurassic Express to keep the titles, and then you can have a tag team title match at Double or Nothing, and you can have Bucks versus red dragon because that that match doesn't need title belt yes so i think it would i i really feel like the fact that they're doing a triple threat AEW is not a company that does a lot of triple threats kind of tell unless he's fucking around with us you know kind of tells you that that i don't think either one of those two teams are winning the title yeah i think that makes sense i mean and that was, I feel the same way about uh, putting the belt on Adam Cole. I mean, he's kind of so over on his own. He doesn't really need that right now. Uh, so having I, I I thought it was like a good point that my buddy brought up, but I was kind of it was something I hadn't really thought about until tonight when he was pointing that out to me. Have you? I mean, do you? I, the way I think a lot about this stuff is like. Uh... I, and this is a new thought for me, just from like the past couple of weeks. Uh, I think that there is a Tony Khan sort of thing where like the world title is not the most, it's the main event on the show, but it never feels like the most important thing. Like if you look at full gear, the title match was not the most important match on that show. Like Kenny versus Christian was kind of almost like an afterthought. It was a pretty good match. It was kind of an afterthought. And I think that like Tony Khan has a thing where I, I believe that he likes to book uh, uh, stuff outside of the title scene and then use the title to help another person. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think that makes perfect sense. I think that's a lot of like what ROH used to do uh, because the title match would the title matches will often be like a foregone conclusion because they do these really long title runs um, but th- then how do you build out the card you have these great feuds and I'm looking at something like MJF versus CM Punk and Brian Danielson versus Moxley which I think got super hot uh, tonight like I'm so excited for this match which is just like 
not for a title, not in the main event scene necessarily. Like both of these guys are guys who are out of the title picture now, but like I'm so excited for the match just because it feels like it means a lot that's happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if they do do build that uh, faction that everyone's getting all hyped up about, like the Dojo or uh, Cobra Kai <laughs> situation or whatever with them after that. <laughs> Daniels and I think it would be cool Daniels. to throw. It's it, I think it's a a, a really cool sort of fa- uh, uh, faction if they build it out. And you know they're they're getting rid of older factions, right? The pinnacle isn't. I mean, they call them a faction, and sometimes they work together, but they're really like a loose loose faction. And the inner circle, I think, is even though tonight they made it sound like oh they they are they're together. I, I think there might be some sports entertainment stuff going on with uh, the Eddie Kingston match at the show, you know, like, because it just seemed really weird for Chris Jericho to cut a promo on Eddie Kingston, calling him a loser. And then Eddie Kingston's friends come in and be like, Hey man, we're with you. <laughs> but I think like, uh, yeah, I, I just, I think like when, like with Mox and Brian, Putting them, if you're not going to put them together as a faction, then I want this feud to be like, I want this feud, I want the last match of this feud to be a double or nothing. Like, I want this to just keep, go, like, to go on and on and on. Because I, I think, like, this is such a big match that people will stick with it for a, for two or three months, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But also, selfishly, if they create the faction, we're going to get a fucking blood and guts match with Brian Danielson and, and John Moxley. So I would like that to happen. Yeah, what if they just do t- make two factions? Moxley does his own and Danielson does his own. <laughs> and then they end up... That would, sorry, that that would be something... Thing, like 100% because you have the two dual and dojos. And... Well, it would, it, it would be... I mean, if you don't spin off Red Dragon and the Bucks after this pay-per-view, then you could see Red Dragon, the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole against whatever Brian and Mox's dojo. And I think that would be that would be a great blood and guts match, I think. For people that don't know that's war games. But I'm using the branding. Okay. You know, I'm kind of, I was kinda of hoping for something different. I was kinda of hoping for more of a New Japan versus uh, UWFI type feud, whereas like you got two teams of shooters going at each other, and it's not just a blood and guts; it's more just like a old school New Japan like massive technical war. Right, and that's possible too because I think <laughs> it's funny because Mox is definitely a brawler, but I think he sees himself as like a technical wrestler. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can see him doing that. Well, experience. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you so much for calling in. Much appreciated. And we're just going to keep the show rolling. Feel free to call back in later. Anybody else wants to call in, you may do so as well. But Brian, I want to ask you how you you were you started to tell me how was this AEW show? I really enjoyed it actually tonight. You know, over the past like three weeks, man, these shows have felt so fast. Like when you texted me about you know, getting on the app and stuff like that. I, I, when I grabbed my phone to look, I was fucking nine thirty, <laughs> and I didn't, 
I didn't, I thought the show had just started. Like these shows, like they feel so short. And it's funny because like I've had uh, Raw on in the background for the past two weeks while I'm fucking around with my Legos. And um, that show, even when I'm not paying attention to it, when I'm busy, my brain is busy doing something else. That show is annoying and really long. <laughs> So, like, this show, I know it's only two hours or whatever, and I don't think they need a third hour or anything like that. And I think, you know, I'd be really happy if this Ring of Honor thing just ends up. I was so happy about the Ring of Honor thing. Oh, I let's think talk that, about like, it. So, Tony That really Con- lifted my spirits. Yeah, Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. Who would have dunk it, dunk it? I guess everybody's ever met Tony Khan. Is, I I was actually surprised he hadn't done it already, um, but it's um it's cool. I don't know what it means because I don't know what you get when you buy independent wrestling company other than a ring. But I am like excited for. It. I hope it they keep the brand around. I hope maybe it, I don't know maybe it will become a YouTube thing. I hope the archives are like posted somewhere That's- that they're they're accessible. But you know, on the whole, like I don't know what to make of it, but I'm I'm happy uh, it's happening. I'm happy ROH will continue. I I, I, w- I would love to see the titles uh, continue. Definitely, he got the whole library from 2002 on. It's it's in the press release that he put out that they got the whole ROH library. So, I mean, you know, one of the worst things about this is capitalism. I want to throw a little one of the worst things about capitalism things is that a company that hates professional wrestling owns most of professional wrestling. It's history. the worst. It's the worst. I hate it so much. They care nothing about wrestling. They like, but you have to think about it like this though. What is the history of modern pro wrestling? And it's Ring of Honor. It has very oh, yeah. little to do with old territory stuff and has a lot more to do with like what was going on in the indies in those in the 2000s like all the stars are from there so i think like having they have the i mean that's a good start on the history of wrestling yeah the only thing i mean the real addition he needs is a shimmer adding shimmer to the library as well then you got all the women literally all the women uh rest stars and wrestlers in it as well is, is shimmer uh out there is it uh, it's not owned by wwn no no it's not owned it's owned by dave Prazak. they had a cup they had a kind of a bad video deal with i forget the name of the company they used to put on chick fight they were I mean, Click Wrestle. They used to have a deal with Click Wrestle, but you had to buy the matches individually for like four bucks a piece. And then they have a, they started a streaming service, which had a first few shows on it. Now they they're put out something a little bit better that's going to have more modern uh, shows on it. But they haven't really been bought out or anything like that. Yeah, because Gabe Sapolsky sold a bunch of shit to Vince that will never see the light of day. Oh. Like all of the Evolve history now is owned by Vince. And he, he fucking sold it to him for a job, man. <laughs> that he lost. That he's now fired from. Un- unbelievable. <laughs> it's so unbelievable. Such a miscalculation. 
I feel like like when did he sell out? Even wasn't it like just a couple years for Tony Khan? Uh-huh. Got it. Tony Khan was so hired Gabe to like run the yeah. company, like one hundred percent. I think Gabe though is a like guy that loves W. He's a WWE guy. Like it, his dream was WWE. So and bizarre. it's gonna take a while. It's gonna. I think it's gonna take a while. Before, I mean, I have heard on like on observer radio and stuff like that. Brian Alvarez, who is not only reports on indie wrestling, but has been an indie wrestler and, and knows a lot of the guys and stuff has said that like, he hears more often now that the dream is AEW. And, and, you know, when you think about like a wrestler like Nick Wayne, who is 16 years old, who is absolutely a can't miss like top level ace, baby face because he's 16 and he can go dude if you want to see him watch uh you can there is a free match on youtube uh nick wayne versus joey janela at defy wrestling and uh this kid he like has everything it takes to be great and i'm not just talking about spots i'm talking about like he can sell uh he he has everything he has the charisma and tony khan already has him signed to a deal like he has him signed to like a deal where he gets a contract when he graduates high school. <laughs> and uh I mean he's got him on the ice ribbon like, contract. Well, if a six but if a sixteen year old one year ago had 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 his choice. AEW. I mean, you think about guys like you think about like Keith Lee, who is in AEW now. Could have been in AEW in 2018. Very easily could have skated into AEW in 2018. But he chose NXT. A lot of guys chose NXT before in the very, very early days of AEW. And, like, now, you know, they obviously regret it. And, and, (laughs) you know, WWE, nobody's getting over anymore. I, I don't, I guess Austin Theory's getting a push. But, like, when I turn that show on, and I, uh, when I had Raw on, all the people that are on that show are the same people that were on it when I was actually into watching that show in like 2017, 20, or 2016, 2015. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's bizarre, like how it's just stuck. And like they, they put out press releases about who they're going to push and who they are. They put out our leaks. There's, there was like a leak that, you know, Pr- uh, Prince Devitt doesn't have it according to Vince. But Ricochet, but then people didn't like that, so they did the leak came out that oh, but Ricochet is going to get a big push. So it's like, well, we're not going to do anything with this guy you like, but we we'll do we will do something with this guy you do. I mean, Ricochet though is listen. It, I don't know if he's even getting a push. I know that oh, there yeah. is a Madison Square Garden house show that is not selling well. That Brock Lesnar is on. And he was supposed to wrestle Bobby Lashley, but Bobby Lashley is out with an injury. And so- somebody has to wrestle Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and now they say Ricochet is getting a push. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Wow. I don't think, I, maybe I'm wrong, but do you remember when they made a big fucking huge deal that Kofi Kingston was getting a shot at Brock Lesnar in Japan? I think it was Kofi. It might have been... Uh, it might have been Xavier, but it was one of the new day that's not Big E, who is who you'd want to see wrestle 
Brock Lesnar in like any company that's not WWE. But it was like this really big deal that they were going to Tokyo. They were going to do this big house show and Kofi was going to get a shot at Brock Lesnar, I think, or whoever it was, but he beat him in like 10 seconds and walked out and that was it. And, and like, that's also how Brock Lesnar took Kofi's title on SmackDown after Kofi finally won the belt. Brock Lesnar took it. Somebody pointed out that Brock Lesnar has been the guy to take the title off of every black champion yes. in WWE. There was a tweet that said it. And I was like, that's insane. <laughs> insane. So funny. So funny. I, 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 he's probably racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have another caller on the line. Hansi, how's it going? Yo, what's going on, man? Nothing much. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. With the calls, uh, g- good to hear you and Brian. Um, uh, I've interacted with Brian a couple times on uh, on, on Twitter. Yeah. Um. Well, the, but yeah, no. The uh, the ROH thing. I again, when it whenever this happens, it feels like it's uh, like I don't know if they're gonna have a TV deal, but I could see like Super Card of Honor, like like since like nobody had like everyone's contracts expired, right? I could uh, I I could see them doing like an like a one night st- like you know like how ECW did a one night stand show with WWE. I think like they would do something like that for Super Card of Honor. Um, you know what I mean? Um but like yeah, but but I, I just think it's going to have like it's just going to be like maybe like their brand or something like that. I don't know if it's going to work out well, but it, I mean at least for the tape library or something like that, maybe you get some interesting TV off it. I, I wonder what they're going to do for a TV deal or if they're going to put it on the streaming service. I'll, I'll get your reaction, but I got another question before I go, if that's cool. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, well, I was going to say that um, with the... Uh, with with the go with the go home show today, I thought that uh, this is probably because one of my criticism of AEW has been like because there's only four pay per views a year, right? I feel like they fall under like like the WWE banner where you're like, okay, well, there's four weeks now you announce matches, whatever. I feel like this one, for the most part, a lot of the a lot of the feuds have been uh, built up from from like October or November, at least like December at the at the at the, at the like the, at the earliest, whatever. And I just think, like, uh, as much as this card kept getting more and more better with, like, the promos and all that, I feel sorry for Hangman Page and Adam Cole. Like, even though the match is going to be good, I think this match is just going to be the beginning of a story for Adam Cole. Because he's, he's obviously not going to win, but this is going to probably make him snap even more if the Bucks or uh, Kyle O'Reilly and them kind of get involved, right? So I just feel bad for those guys. But, like, I guess it's a good thing when you have so many people on the roster over, like, who don't have titles, that the, their matches feel just as much important as the world title. But in the same direction, I kind of feel bad for Hangman because, like, I, 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 cause I, I think he's, he's doing a good job as he can, but I feel like uh, his reign, everyone's so good right now that his reign's kind of taking a backseat. And I'll leave you guys with that, but uh, I, I'm a big fan of you guys, so I'll, I'll, ta- I'll, I'll, I'll get your answer off the air. Peace out. Thank you so much, Hansi, for that great call. Thank you, as always, for calling in. I think what what's the interesting thing that Hansi said is something I I like. Hansi's on Post a lot. I listen to Post Wrestling, but uh, the interesting thing he said is that like Adam Page is kind of you know taking a backseat to the bigger feuds, and and like I do think maybe. I said this earlier, some of the feuds do seem bigger than the world title feud. That that's for sure. But I also think that that is, that's going to happen when you're trying to get a guy over as like a legit 
top tier champion. They could have put the title. And also, Hangman Page, people have been saying Hangman Page seems like an afterthought since he won the title. And he's had nothing but banger matches yeah. since he won the title. I yeah, mean, they've Danielson. all been great. Yeah. And then Anchar, Lance Archer was yeah. great. Oh, great. And so, yeah, and it, it just feels like, like, when, one, people see, people feel like, oh, you know, it's not, he's not being focused on. But then after the match, people spend all their time talking about how fucking great the match is. Like, yes. he is setting up a legendary title run, I think. Yeah, if he keeps going, depending on how he, <clears throat> how long he holds it, which he could hold it for a while. I don't think there's anybody else that like needs the belt right now, you know? Like he can be like if he's the title itself can be the draw, you know what I'm saying? Like that it does he he doesn't have to be the most important person on the card. Like the title is important and he's important because he has it. And that's what the point of the title like is. Like someone like Keith Lee, he comes in immediately. He doesn't need a title. Like he's Everybody is like drawn to him immediately. He doesn't need the belt. Maybe Adam Cole, he needs a little bit of that sauce. Yeah, I don't need, yeah. I think also, like, again, I, it seems like we're setting up for like faction warfare sort of thing, or, or maybe not even faction warfare, but doesn't it feel like Kenny Omega will probably be back fairly soon? I don't know how long. I think I heard him. I, he said on an interview, but he'll be back, I think, before double or nothing. So there is a match there between Kenny and Adam Cole. That is a match that, like, we're already ready to go to that barely even needs built. You got the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. And, like, there's all these things for all of these other people to do. Keep the title on Hangman and give him Punk. Like, have Punk win this match and give him Punk. Give him, like, he needs scalps. Yeah, and he this because he hasn't had a bad title defense yet. He won the title in a good match, and like I just think that like just keep having these great matches, keep it on them until maybe even all out or after. I mean, shit, I would keep it on them until full gear, but like like for a second time, just keep it on them for a year. But uh, I I say you just keep it on them and. Sometimes you can't see what's happening when it's happening. But believe me, when this title reign is over, it will be thought of as a great title reign. And oh, yeah. Adam Page will be more over from having a great title reign. Yeah, yeah. If he keeps having great matches, then he's probably going to have a really great match with Adam Cole. We got a little bit of a taste of what they can do in the ring. And I was immediately like drawn in to what they were doing in the, what was it, like a six-man uh, tag match in the main event. Yeah, yeah. And and again, Adam Cole, like, losing in this match is not going to do fucking anything to Adam Cole. Yeah. it's It was a really smart match to, to set up because you just have to keep – I mean, you know, because if you think about it, I think he was going to get mocks as a scout too. And maybe he will if they if Mox and Brian join up and become a heel faction. Like 
I think they're struggling or not struggling, but I think they want to figure out how to turn Mox heel. And uh, I think because they were planning to do that before you could tell. And like uh, maybe he gets Mox, maybe he gets punk. Uh, I just I think you just you 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 keep there are so there are two titles. People forget about that. There are because the TNT titles not being defended for some reason on the fucking pay-per-view. But, but there's also that title that people can, people can like have, and they can move that title around a lot. If they, they have moved that title yes. around a lot. Yeah. Whenever they think about it, they kind of just move it around. They can put the belt on somebody when they need to. Speaking of, so there, let's get into the actual card of the show. For the face of the revolution ladder match, we got Wardlow, Big Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy versus To Be Determined. What do you think about that match? Lots of horses in there. Then a couple, then a medium sized guy, then a small guy, then a unknown guy. First of all, who do you think is going to be the To Be Determined? I don't want to get. I don't want to guess who everybody thinks I would guess, but I mean, Cesaro is Claudio Castagnoli is an option that we know what Tony Khan's tastes are. I mean, he just bought Ring of just, Honor for just because, just because he bought <laughs> Ring of Honor just because he could, and we even mentioned apparently paid ten times as much as ROH. Well, excuse me. ROH was evaluated as being worth 10 times as much as what WWE paid for WCW, which was $2.5 million, which is should someone should have gone to jail. I think we said that before. Someone should go to prison for like the WWF WCW deal because it was definitely like not legal that you could pay $2.5 million for a huge, massive wrestling company when Tony Khan, you know, years later when wrestling is much less popular, is playing, you know, much more for something that clearly is not even worth a, a fraction of what uh, WCW was. Yeah, and you know what Hanzi said um, about him buying ROH and like, hey, what's he going to do with it? I, I don't really know. Uh, I do think that, like, you give you turn he could turn ring of honor into another promotion that guys like tony niece and jay lethal and like all these people that he has that are yeah. like second tier stars can wrestle each other over there and like so then there's this like clear ladder to to the thing right you so you 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 start on elevation and then you probably you go up to dark and then you can go to ROH, which would, I, I, see, all I don't like, I don't like this. I don't like this. You can't have the last, this is my thing. This is the mistake that WWE made with NXT. If you have a wrestling promotion that you are charging money for, and you are asking people to pay tickets for, you cannot say that second best. You cannot say that they're, they're students. You cannot, unless, mm. unless um, special circumstances. It, it, you can do student shows, and which they do in Japan, but it's, it can't be, it can't be a, its own functioning promotion because people have to get invested in the fact that these are our guys and what they do is meaningful. So I would say 
call dark ring of honor treat it like ring of honor have it have the latter be there just don't make it like literal don't make it actually clear explicit in the text you know have guys who are big stars show up there for big matches and lose stuff like that you know but don't make it clear like like someone like a Jay Lethal going to ROH wouldn't be like a seem like a demotion because he has a history there and there would be a ring reason for him to be in Ring of Honor. But I think they should like make it make it look different, make the shoot it in a different mm-hmm. style, make it look like its own promotion. Have the Ring of Honor guys have a have an attitude. Like what if that like that fucking uh, Danielson faction was like, all right, we're going to be in Ring of Honor because this is where like the badasses are have it have its own identity where like there's an actual competition between the brands and people in ROH think that they're better than the people in AEW. Like make it, make the shit real. Yeah. I mean, when I say ladder, I, I sort of mean like a television exposure ladder more than I mean, like a a learning ladder because Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Tony Nese doesn't need, a ladder and like i'm like that's wwe's real big mistake was bringing guys in that were already veterans into developmental <laughs> <laughs> it's it's extremely stupid it started off promising because they like hired brian danson and they like oh he's gonna get special dip- dispensation to skip developmental oh cm punk was in the dev for a while but he was working with you know paul Heyman, so it was all good but then like after that i think after danielson like they were i I remember it was like shinsuke nakamura the speculation was oh he just goes straight to the main roster but then they put nxt and i was like oh that's how it's gonna go yeah i just like the idea of because i feel like AEW has an a show a b show and then like the YouTube shows. I don't know if they're even C shows. I mean, I guess stuff yeah. happens on them. I don't really watch them. But if you gave one of those shows, like, stakes, yes. I would fucking sit down and watch it. If, if, if Jonathan Gresham is defending the Ring of Honor title and guys can go to that territory for a run and you could run Ring of Honor pay-per-views, you could yes. run Ring of Honor shows on the road and, like, it's... I don't care if they make money, like if it's a gen- if it generates income, but it could generate income. I mean, Ring of Honor two years ago, three, two years ago, Ring of Honor, like four years ago was like legitimately like they sold out Madison Square Garden with New Japan, you know, and and like they were huge, man. When the Bucks and Cody were there, like they were selling a lot of fucking tickets and they could just take it on the road and just, again, have, like, you know, people that aren't necessarily featured on Dynamite regularly over there. Like, I, I, I don't think you even have to make a conscious effort to split up the rosters at all. I think you just are like, you know, if you want to see, if you want to see Max Caster, then he's going to be on Ring of Honor this pay-per-view site. And he's in a feud with somebody on Ring of Honor. And and you can advertise that back and forth to, to Dynamite and Ring of Honor. And I'll watch Ring of Honor. If if it's a if it's a promotion that's not all squash matches, I will sit down and watch Ring of Honor every week. I will add that to my television viewing. Hell yeah. And the women's matches. They get like there's tons of women that they could be used 
using in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor never quite got its women's division going. Like <laughs> right when they were like, "All right, we're finally gonna do it," the company shuts down. This would be a great opportunity. Uh, right now, Diana Perazzo is defending the women's title in Impact um, at their show. The Impact is doing uh, is a great show. I highly recommend people checking out. I feel people uh, dismiss Impact, but let's get back. Uh, this, to this card and of course if you want to call in at any time ask a question of me or brian about absolutely anything please feel free to do so it doesn't have to be about wrestling but continuing on with the card we got the six man of andrade el idolo matt hardy and isaiah cassidy on the come up love seeing isaiah there in the big match versus sting darby allen and sammy guevara uh, Darby and Sammy are feuding right now, but they're teaming up on the pay per view. I don't like, I don't like Darby and Sammy wrestling on Friday. Yeah, isn't that what for the? I don't like that. Yeah, for the pay per view, it's not, but it's I, not needed. It's not needed. I also don't like this. I I like everybody in this match. But I don't like this match. I it's goofy, man. It's like an undercard New Japan card. Really, I think it's going to be really fun because Sammy and Darby are really good, and and uh, Isaiah Cassidy's really good. Oh, and it's, like yeah, I should mention it's a tornado match, so it's everybody fighting. I, I feel like it will be pretty fun since they just will be able to do any spot that they want whenever they want. It should be a fun thing. Just doesn't feel like anything to me. Like if, I, I wish they would have. I feel like this is another one of those occasions where I, I feel like they really fucked up and they it should have just been you get a match for Sammy. I don't know who. I'm not – I can't – Isaiah Cassidy or, like, uh, somebody else. I don't know. Whoever – who's in the match other than Andrade on the other team? It's Andrade, Isaiah Cassidy, and who else? Matt Hardy. No, never mind. Uh, Malachi Black could have wrestled – fucking Sammy Guevara and and Andrade could have wrestled Darby Allen and I would like that more than what we're getting see I disagree because you need undercard matches you know you need an undercard and this is clearly an undercard match designed to have some fun if you put in like you replace it with two big matches then that card is just a little bit too big I think you need like you need here's the thing like the roster is just so big and so so much talent like Sting and Darby Allen and one of the champions and Andrade are in the undercard comedy match. And that's just uh, like, that's, I think that just shows how like stacked AEW is. So I, I don't have a problem with this match. I'm like, they they get it's efficient. They get six people that we like seeing in one match. That's probably going to be fun. You know what? And, and I'll say this, uh, anytime stings wrestling, I'm excited. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, just... I'm really a big old guys fan. I know that's unpopular in wrestling right now, but like I posted this a couple of days ago that like there was ne- not a single WWE match that could be made to get me to watch WrestleMania until they said uh, Vince McMahon might wrestle. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch that. I'm excited about that. All right. And Shane is on the line now. What's up? How's it going? Thank you so much for calling back. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Um, since we're on the topic of the of the the trios match, there, um, I was just having a conversation recently with a with a wrestling friend of mine, and we were just trying to, we were talking about the like Hardy family office, and we were also talking about factions earlier. Like, what do y'all think of 
the Hardy like family office like so far because I to me like it's like teams like Butcher and the Blade and like Private Party I feel because I like both of those teams a lot but like when you put them like when you stuff them all in the Hardy family office I feel like they just I don't know I feel like they don't even really need to be there like yeah they Butcher don't but yeah, I don't get what but I I I get private party. It took me a while, but I get it now. I don't get what Butcher and the Blade have to do with Matt Hardy. I, it feels like they would have been a natural fit for Malachi Black faction. Like they look like they're in the faction like already. I I don't know what they're doing. I I like Butcher and the Blade. I even would be okay with them being like their own faction just with the bunny. Like they're like three formidable wrestlers. They could just be their own thing if they want. I'm not sure what Hardy what being with Hardy adds to him, but on the whole, I kind of like the I, the Hardy family office has grown on me with Andrade there, just because it's funny. It's made for a lot of funny segments. It, it's not, it doesn't really seem to have a, a purpose other than that. But hey, it is funny TV. I like Andrade by trying to buy Darby Allen. It's so white. It's the best thing. Mr. Stink. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Uh, I I like the I, I I like the butcher and the blade too, and I would I would like to see them doing more. I I really I I really the tag team division in this company is like super frustrating because I you know I was there live watching the press conference that launched AEW, and like they they said they promised us a tag division and. <laughs> They have a tag division. I'm not saying they don't have a tag division, but you never see anybody. It's it's the Bucks and Red Dragon are the tag teams that you get to see. There's only mm-hmm. one match with tag teams in it. Like I, hopefully having Ring of Honor, if if it means more TV, maybe more tag matches. So because I think they just throw people in factions that they don't know what to do with to get the rub off of the person that runs the faction. So like working with Matt Hardy gets the butcher and the blade are with Matt Hardy. So they seem like they're more important, but like, I think when Jeff Hardy comes in, which will be next Wednesday for sure. um, (laughs) I think when Jeff Hardy comes in, I think it's going to be Andrade's family office. And I think it'll be, I, I think it'll be more tolerable and uh I think you know they'll they'll have Matt and Jeff Hardy doing something else. Hopefully yeah, I was not about broken about Matt. That too, because like it looks like they're trying to sell, like you know they're because he's constantly like walking out on the matches and looks like he doesn't even like want to be there. So I was gonna ask if y'all thought like they're trying to set up that kind of dissolution a little bit to set up for the Hardy boys. They are. Uh, Jeff yeah. Hardy's coming. I mean he said he's coming in on a on some interview, he was he weirdly got interviewed at a concert by a guy, like a random podcaster. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to AEW. It's like, wow. Okay. It wasn't even like a big podcast or anything. Yeah. It seemed like they were just like, Hey man, Jeff Hardy, I see you're <laughs> in town. Can I interview you? And he was like, sure. Yeah. It's so funny. Like Matt Hardy put out an in-character video where Jeff was like, Oh, the, interviewer tricked me he didn't I, he wasn't supposed to post it on the internet and the interviewer actually he's just some kid so he thought maybe like it was actually legit and everybody had to tell him, like no they're just joking around because <laughs> because mm-hmm. they accidentally because they were the ones who made a mistake it was a very uh funny uh moment very genuine uh 
moment. But uh, Shane, thank you so much uh, for calling in with that great question. It's like, yeah, they need more tag, just straight up tag matches. We need more mm-hmm. straight up women women's matches. We need more straight up tag matches. And dark and elevations are a place to do it, but you actually have to book those shows. Like that, like having so many tryout matches for like singles competitors means you don't have a bunch of tag matches on like dark and elevation like you should of the tag teams that you already have signed. Very apt to see top flight though. Oh yeah, that oh was that was awesome and the, great. And the fans were excited. You people like tag team wrestling. Make it happen, people, Tony. I I mean I I was I was in a chat earlier talking about this, but like. Dante Martin being as over as he is, is really a testament to like what makes Tony Khan pretty good at getting guys over because the other person I think is really interesting is that this is a work rate promotion. A hundred percent. Nobody would deny that this isn't a work rate promotion. And Jake Cargill is mad over that is like sheer force of charisma from this person to be able to to be over to the degree that she is having wrestled i think 30 matches or something yeah well shane thank you so much for your call don't be a stranger please call back in next time and brian go ahead and come on thanks y'all all All right thank you so i'm here All right. Hey, guys. Brian. Hey, other Brian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other, other so, Brian. Yes. Hey, yeah. good evening, guys. Um, so uh, I just had a quick question about another possible TBD in the in the ladder match. I guess it's at the face of the Re- revolution ladder match or whatever. Um, possibly Jay White, because I just checked the schedule and he's not doing he's got a thing on Saturday. But it looks like he's oh, he's free on Sunday. So I guess it's possible that um, he could possibly be in there. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, um, That'd be a fun one. Could be. Yeah. I mean, it would be, it it probably is the answer. I I think it's weird. And I I don't know why I'm saying this because I I know it's stupid, but I really think people are expecting Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. I mean, I I get your point. I mean, it it is sort of, um, you know, it it sort of is very coincidental how everything kind of went down and it would be like a big surprise. But, I mean, the reason why I wanted to bring up Jay, too, is because Jay, to me, is a very um, – I think he's a very interesting wrestler in general because he's the type of guy that, that I think traditionally, like, WWE would be, like, chomping at the bit to get. But because of the – and I saw him in, like, 2017 at – I think it was at PWG, and he wasn't quite, like, Jay White yet at that point. So I didn't really get a strong read from him at the time, but since then, obviously he's had a he's had a wonderful career and everything. Um, but the thing with him that's kind of interesting too is that he only really came to wrestling as an adult, from what I read. Like he he started like when he was nineteen, um, and he didn't he wasn't really interested in the kids, so he doesn't have that like. I grew up like watching all the I'm you know I was a mark from when I was like a little kid and I love watching WrestleMania three and blah blah blah. He doesn't have like any of those type of kind of experiences that would draw him or connect him to WWE. So that's I, I think one of the reasons why um, he's kind of intriguing to me and everything as as somebody like that you could potentially kind of put into AEW and make into probably the top heel there uh, eventually. 
Like, yeah. you know, maybe in a short, maybe in a short period of time too. Um, and I, I see him kind of, there was a, one more thing is, is that Cornette, you know, as much as we probably hate him and everything like that, he tried to make a point where he saw like Sammy uh, Guevara as the Orton or he was saying, are they trying to make him into the Orton? And I think that probably in the, in the long term, like Jay was probably closer to the Orton will, will probably be closer to being the Orton of, of AEW in that he's like your utility heel that can be spun into a program really quickly. He can get most of the people over, you know, pretty easy. He's kind of, he can tween pretty well and everything. So I was wondering what you guys thought of, of, of Jay in general. So that's basically it. I, I mean, I like Jay White, but if he's smart, I hope he's not trying to sign full time with American wrestling company. Stay in Japan. Jay, just come to AEW sometime. Uh, I hope he's not going to be like their Orton. I, I, cause I, I just, I'm just thinking of something of like, uh, the quality of life difference between like having a living in Tokyo and living in like Tampa, Florida to be an American wrestler. I, maybe that's just at the forefront of my mind because, um, yeah, Kana, aka Asuka, yes. <laughs> who, who, who exactly, who is just like sitting there doing nothing. Uh, now uh, moved herself, family over to America for this company to wrestle in um, WWE and just, I mean, they did some stuff with her in NXT and she's had some cool moments, but now they say they have nothing creatively for her. Well, why is she here? What is the, what is the point of being yeah. here in America? Like, well, that's a, yeah. yeah. I hate to tell you, Leslie, but Jay, I think, bought a house in Florida. So the oh my God. was that he wanted to come to America. Well, he wanted to get out of Japan because of COVID. And he didn't, he didn't like going back and forth with all the quarantines. Ah. So the, the rumor that I read, I don't know how true this is. And maybe Brian's read something about this, too. I don't know. But, like, um, that he was trying to get residency. That's the re- one of the reasons why he signed on to kind of be maybe like part-time with impact or whatever that he's actually trying to relocate to America. And I think the, the thing is, he realized, I think he realized though that impact doesn't really pay that well. Or <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't really want to go to impact and, and be on the hot dog deal. I'd rather try to, you know, go to AEW. If I'm going to come here, I might as well try to go to AEW. And it's like, there were also rumors that they, his contract had been bought out. His contract was almost, you know, despite the fact that there were a lot of like kind of weird statements or contradictory statements about his contract, um, that he's almost probably he's probably on the last legs of his New Japan contract, and he's or maybe he got bought out uh, out of Bushi Road because he already has like a T-shirt in the AW store. Not like that's like the best indicator, but it's kind of like you know there are people that supposedly have been signed like Marina Shafir has t-shirts in the store but haven't been announced as being signed yet and everything like that so just a, something to say but jay apparently bought a house in florida oh he wow america he has an american girlfriend I oh okay he, yeah. he got sucked he got roped in he got, like... he got roped in <laughs> but i i mean i think he's also i would i would say the kana kana chan kind of comparison is is, is apt but it, i i think i kind of feel like jay might be in a different place in his career at this point because he's also way younger than I guess uh, Kana Chan was when she came to America and everything too, and didn't have kids and doesn't have kids. And I think probably, you know, wants to, wants to get residency or something like that, just because I think it's easier for him to work here than it is to work in Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm just, so that's that's the, sad to hear. That's so sad to hear. I, I was, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Yeah, I, I really like I yeah, actually I'm thinking it back. Like I was kind of surprised that Kenny Omega was the guy, you know, to, you know, f- kind of start AEW because he seemed to love uh, Japan and wrestling in Japan as well. I wouldn't have expected uh, to be him necessarily. I I just don't know how New Japan treats this uh, guy, Jin, I guess, because I, I feel like, you know, apples to oranges. If, like if you're doing the same job, I would much rather do it in Japan than America, especially if you're living in Florida. My God. But I yeah. guess, maybe New Japan is just not as glamorous as it seems. Well, he was also from I, New Zealand, I, too. I'm oh, sorry, Brian. Go. Sorry. No, I, I just, I, I, I think I've heard a lot about what you said about the COVID stuff early on. Uh, there, it's framed as being like a Gaijin revolt where a bunch of the Gaijin got pissed and left. And uh, there, there was like, they had a problem with ghetto. But I also, I know a few people who know some contract stuff and shit like that. And uh, that can tell you like, whose contract is what and uh the funny thing about jay white is that this person told me <laughs> that it's either over or it's seven years <laughs> so, like, <laughs> i don't even really know what his new japan contract is at this point. it's like it's like schrodinger's contract or something it's like it's, it's kind of it doesn't exist or it does exist it's kind of funny i can't imagine it's seven years though in in yeah, japan i, I, I they don't either. do that I think it's like three. But I they did sign a few longer term ones after they got raided by WWE. Yeah, I mean, they signed Okada. Okada got a longer term one. Ibushi got a longer term one. You know, like a couple people like that, I think, where Gnaz is getting longer term deals. I have a feeling that it's probably closer like the WWE thing where it's like three year intervals with maybe like a one year option or something like that, where they, you know, or maybe like three years with a two year option, depending on if you kind of came out of the dojo or where you kind of entered with them and everything like that. But I don't I don't think New Japan's giving out. They're basically financially almost financially insolvent from what I understand and they pay poverty wages for most of the wrestlers. So I don't I can't imagine they give out seven year contracts to anyone. Yeah, they're doing they're they're really not doing well and and people are super down on them. I know people are really down on Noah, but I think it's sick that the old guys are all winning. <laughs> but I'm kind of the joker. In that way, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, somebody's got Brian. Someone's got to do it. I mean, you know, right? I mean, someone's got to be the Joker. So, yeah. Um, but but um, yeah, I yeah. I do think like I think Jay White would be great. I do know I've heard that there's interest from WWE and Jay White too, and that like I do think there are a lot of people who to your thing, Leslie, about why somebody would choose to work here instead of Japan. I think in most professional wrestling around the world, especially if you're not like Japanese, the the, the goal is American TV. And uh, I think that's really, I think, what, what he's shooting for. Like when Jay White signed with New Japan, there wasn't like a cool uh, number two country in the United States that was like viable uh, to – like it was all every company in the United States was just trying to get to WWE. Now there's something different. He's trained to do something that is worth more to AEW than it is to WWE. 
And uh, I think they might sign him. I, I'm not sure, though. I, I, I really feel like it's a good possibility that he signed a Matt Cardona contract and he's got five matches and he'll probably leave because they didn't they aren't really doing much with him. Yeah, well, Brian, thank you so much for that great call. Don't be please yeah. don't be oh, a stranger. Welcome. Please have call night, back. Have a good night, guys. You too. Thank you so much. Well, Brian, uh, other Brian, thank you so much for coming on. As always, great to talk wrestling with you. We're going to get to bed, but thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Culture Tonight. Night. We much appreciate it. Make sure to check out Street Fight Radio, and we'll keep talking wrestling on here, folks. See you next week after Dynamite. Peace.